Friday, March the 25th, and you're listening to the Greens Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Fork Greens. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. And my extra co-host, the big, uh, the big Dwight, kahuna. Dwight Foster. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be together with you over the weekend. So, why don't we just get right into the markets. Jeff, what happened this week in the markets? Well, the markets generally went higher this week. Uh, corn up about, oh, about $5 across the board. Soybeans up uh, $5 to $10 across the board. And wheat was the big winner this week, up generally oh, right around $20 across the board. So, prices went higher. What would be the, the reason, Dolores, that prices went higher this week? Well, I think it continues to be tied to this uh, invasion of the Ukraine. And, uh, yeah. That just ties right in there. What that's did pretty I, much I it. think on Monday morning, what did I write in the daily blog? Uh, you know, we've seen lots of volatility in these markets, and we, it looks like we'll continue to see it. And this, this week was the same. A couple days up, a couple days down. Uh, they have talks between Russia and the Ukraine about uh, potential peace talks and the price goes down a little bit and then they realize it's just a bunch of hot air going out and then the price goes back up as more risk comes into the market. And that's the way we ended the week was uh, prices being up today and more risk in the market. That's what uh, that's what I was reading. What, that's what the analyst or the analyst called a bull flag market over the last couple of weeks here where it's just kind of up and down um, the market's one day up, one day down. Not anything really significant, but it's it's been pretty steady. Well, yeah, the other thing we got to talk about too is the fact that you know a lot of the information about this this war is really one sided. You know, we're getting all the Ukrainian, you know, oh they're really holding them back and they're really doing a great job. And uh, yeah, look at some of those cities and see, like they got nothing left. There's nothing there in some Just being cities. decimated. Is yeah. Yeah. Sad. Scary. Sad. So I, I listen to the news, as do everybody else, and I just hope and pray that this will be the newscast where they say that, you know, fighting has stopped and they decided to, you know, they come to an agreement or something that Russia goes back home. So as time marches on in this war, as we keep talking about it a little bit and how it, you know, we've talked in the past here how it's affected uh, exports for this year you know there are lots of talk about whether the ukraine will even export any more of their corn that was destined you know i think a few weeks ago we talked about like seven to ten million tons that had to go to china yet uh, whether that will ever make it whether they'll get any of their exports going be it mm-hmm. corn sunflower oil wheat whatever but now we're getting into their spring plantings the putting uh, nitrogen on their winter wheat, you know, they, what was it, the numbers, seven or eight percent of the world wheat market they historically control, you know, are they going to get that wheat looked after? Do they have fertilizer to put on? Can they even get into their fields? Like Diesel fuel. Diesel fuel, like who knows what's going to happen there. <laughs> and if they get anything planted this year, will any of that uh, get to the export market or will it all be needed domestically because I think the the best estimate I read this week was that 
maybe 50% of the crops would get planted. And that person is just totally guessing at that. So you, know, you know the best thing they could do? I'm just sitting here listening to you talk. So we know that China does not want them to touch that corn, right? I can well imagine that conversation was had. Do not bomb those corn storage facilities along the, the ports. The Ukraine should just take their, their missiles and blow a bunch of them up and then just say, well, the Russians did it, the Russians did it. That would, that would split the Russians from the Chinese, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing I was reading today about um, the wheat coming out of the Ukraine is China has not bought any U.S. corn to replace the potential loss on, on those exports there yet. To date, so. Well, that's the big thing. Yet, they've been looking for this out of the U.S. over the last three weeks, maybe even a month. Uh, China has not stepped up to that market yet. China still is purchasing corn from South America. Mm -hmm. You know, we're uh, into their harvest in South America. So, it's that's happening. But, uh, yeah, they haven't purchased from the States. But one of the things you said earlier here, Dolores, that we're in a bull flag market... The bull part of it is prices generally keep going up and that's what's happened in the corn market that is a it's you know prices keep going up on there we grind like we went up like five dollars this week and there's just enough demand out there and stuff that it's it's keep driving the prices higher so you know we talked about corn we've talked something about wheat let's talk a little bit about uh, soybeans because soybeans aren't grown in the ukraine but uh ukraine does grow uh well what sunflowers there's yeah. the largest exporter of sunflower oil so the, the whole world. soybean complex is they all work together right so all the, the oils everything oils. vegetable oils yeah, yeah. and the uh Dwight, you came back from the Commodity Classic in the U.S. saying about how there's new biodiesel plants being built yeah, in the there's U.S. there's at least 10 of them that I've seen uh, scattered mostly across uh, Texas and California. So that's, you know, biodiesel demand's a record high in the U.S., so that's helping uh, soybean crush, the soybean crush margin. Vegetable oil prices are, you know, high, high. Uh, I wrote about this week uh, the Brazilian... Currency, the real is uh, about a two-year high versus U.S. dollars, making their soybeans more expensive in the world market. So, as you know, we've talked already about China not purchasing uh, U.S. corn, but they're already they have purchased old crop and new crop U.S. soybeans because they're less expensive than the ones from South America. So there, there's lots of support in the market and. Again, that biggest thing is what's happening in the war right now. Our dollar this week, locally, the dollar's up about 100 basis points. That's gonna, that's a negative for basis. Oil continues to fluctuate. It's up uh, about $8 this week, has been higher, has been lower. Mm -hmm. So it's just volatility, volatility, volatility. And the... Uh, hey, let's, uh, let's ask Dolores about the March Classic. We heard you're down to London this week. Yes, yeah, so it was really, it was, it was awesome to be in, at an in-person event again. So uh, thankfully we were able to go ahead with the March, GFO was able to go ahead with the March Classic. They had a, a pretty great lineup of speakers and um, I would say probably between online and in-person there was six, six, about 600 people that attended. So yeah. it was a pretty good turnout and... Yeah. And who was there from the U.S.? 
Um, so we were, those that were in attendance were lucky enough to sit through a taping of the U.S. Farm Report uh -huh. and, um, and the previous Senator of Secretary, Secretary of, Agriculture. of Agriculture, sorry, Sonny Purdue was there. So he, uh, he joined in with Ty and Morgan and, and, uh, did the U.S. Farm Report and then he also spoke as well. And, and that was, that was very interesting. He did a good, great job talking about the re relationship, um, between the U.S. and Canada, mm. specifically with agriculture. So did you get talking to him in the hospitality suite afterwards, Doris? Or? <laughs> no, I couldn't find him at the hospitality suite. So I, he must've had another event to get at, get to or something like that. <laughs> well, that was great to hear the, that the, that event went on and you were able to attend there, Dolores. As you are one of the, what are you, you're a delegate for this area? Yep, delegate for District 13 here uh, in uh, representing the Carleton County there for District go. 13. Yep, sounds good. So, I think uh, that's probably, we, we went over time last week, so maybe we'll cut it off a little short here. I guess the only thing I was thinking about here with this this war in Ukraine, of course, we pray every day that 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 war ends, and we know it'll affect our markets, um, probably going down. So, get your targets in, get your forward contracts in for next year, and and pray that the war ends. It's basically there's right. nothing wrong with locking in a big price if you're trying to wait for that fantastic, fantastic price. It's pretty hard to, you know. Harvest corn 320, harvest beans 670. Uh, those are fab historically fabulous prices. So, uh, oh, the one last thing I think that, sorry, we did talk to a lot of farmers this week about your fertilizer needs. If you haven't talked to your fertilizer dealer, get talking to them because it's, it's getting more desperate, I think. So we'll talk more about that next week. Maybe we can get a... Uh, Somebody on from fertilizer company next week, Dolores. That's a good idea, Jeff. We'll do that. Thank you very much, Sounds everybody. Great. Have, Have a, a great, great week. weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye.